0: welcome to the vertifor insurance podcast with rick fox we're here to talk about all things insurance including current events trends and strategies for success for independent agencies and carriers each episode provides listeners with tips and tricks you can immediately implement from rick and other leaders from across the industry and now here's rick welcome back to another episode of the vertifor insurance podcast the vip i'm the host rick fox and i am really excited you all you know you always hear me say i'm excited for our guests i'm really excited for today my uh my guy sean michael walker who's on today is he's got one of those kind of attitudes and personalities And passion for our industry that I think is going to be really good for everyone all of our listeners to get a piece of so without further ado the senior vice president at premier group insurance he hosts his own podcast called insurance you indemnify me I love that I love that title Sean Michael Walker thanks for being on my man thank you for having me I appreciate it this is gonna be awesome so I'll just start off by giving him a little bit of a hard time Back in the day, you'd watch like a, you know, I'm older. So like a Miami Vice or, you know, one of those shows. And the guy like Anthony Michael Thomas was the guy, three first names. So Sean fits that same mold, Sean Michael Walker. Now, for you kind of, it's a stretch on Walker, but this is a good opportunity for me to throw sports in. My world champion, Los Los Angeles Dodgers, one of their ace pitchers, Walker Bueller. I'm I'm also going to tell everybody that Sean is wearing a Nuggets hat. So he he must be a Nuggets fan. I do remember that the year before last we did knock his Nuggets. My Lakers did knock his Nuggets out of the playoffs. So I just wanted to get that on record, Sean. Before we, <laughs> you're,
1: you're you're killing me with the uh, Dodgers and the the Lakers.
0: Exactly. I got you right now. That's I'm, and and it, this is being recorded, so we're on this. So yeah, yeah. anyway, so like I said, I'm really excited to have Sean here. He's got some really good insight. And, and what I love about kind of his perspective is the way it's sort of, it's very like digestible. You can, you kind of go, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now I have a direction and this is something I might be able to stay on. Cause we know our agencies out there, you know, this, they're so busy. They're, 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 you know, stuck in their ways, whatever you, you name the thing that's that, that agencies need to be better at. And I, I'm really excited that I think Sean will give us some perspective that agencies can take back to their days and be better. But before we kind of jump into the full content of it, Sean, tell us tell us your journey. Uh, I, I want to know how you got to where you are right now.
1: Oh, that's a, that's kind of a funny story. You know, you always, it's so cliche how people say they don't intend to get into the insurance industry. Exactly. uh, I swear every single person I interview says that on my podcast. And, uh, and then we get into the stories about how they got into it. And I did not intend to get into the insurance industry, although, um, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here since day one. And, and it's been wonderful for me and my family and and a a great way to provide for uh, my family. And it all started back in Salt Lake City. I was going to the University of Utah and uh, I got a job during college. I I was one of those college students that worked full-time, went to school full-time, and I got a job at an insurance agency. It just happened to be one of the biggest insurance agencies in Salt Lake City. And uh, so they had great relationships. I had my own office. I had my own everything. It was really, really great for a young college kid. It was like, wow, this is a very professional job. And uh, it was very cool. And, and I remember I was graduating. I was coming up on graduation and the progressive rep of all people. Um, his name was, his name was Greg Bowen. I'll drop his name here, but, uh, um, and he's still in the industry today, but the progressive rep comes into my office and goes, Hey, what, uh, what are you doing after you graduate? And I said, I don't have the slightest clue. I do know that I didn't go get my degree to stay in insurance. This was just a college thing. And he said, well, what if I could get you a, a an interview with, uh, an insurance carrier, I won't name the carrier, but what if I could get you an, an interview with an insurance carrier and you could become a rep. And my older brother had been a rep and was a rep at some company or whatever. And, uh, and so I said, yeah, sure, I'll go for that. That ended up turning into something really, really great. So I jumped over to the company side for about 10 years. Um, I was a rep for about a year and a half. And then I moved down to Texas where I became a regional manager and managed, I think, $130 million in written premium. I managed a couple of different product lines. I managed nine reps in, in three or four states, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico. That's it and uh, then jump back to colorado but i think the important part there is during that time i was managing thousands and thousands of agencies and comp structure and uh and uh and products and and reps and and it was really really great it was it was a really great decade but uh during that time i had some i had the opportunity to meet some of the largest insurance agencies in the united states Mm -hmm. and uh and and i really could see myself you know playing out the chess moves of my career and seeing um, the senior leadership at some of these large, large agencies, and I thought that's definitely what I want to go do next in my career. So when I came back to Colorado and met Premier Group Insurance and, and met Rex Hickling, who's our president, uh, and he's former SafeGo, former Travelers, it really was a no-brainer. It was it was a no-brainer. He was it was a smaller group that was very much up and coming, very very quickly. And I went to them and said, "Hey, when the time's right for you, uh, hopefully the time will be right for me. But I think we all should get together and make this work." And and I've been here now at Premier Group Insurance for uh, maybe nine years, maybe ten years, something like that. And uh, and it's been great. It's it's been exactly what I had hoped it would be when I was planning the chess move. So that's that's where I'm at now.
0: Well, two I, things. Uh, one, one that's awesome, Sean. That's that the story is cool. It like it, you have perspective from all different sides. Awesome. The amazing part is if any of you have met Sean or seen Sean, or we'll, we'll get to where where you can connect with Sean. Sean looks like he's like 22 years old and he just gave me like two decades worth of work right there. So I'm not sure how that played out. Like, was he in college? Were you in college when you were like four or like how did this how did this happen, Sean? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. This I think I started in the insurance industry at maybe 21, and uh, and I'm now 41. So I think Jeez. I've got uh,
0: maybe 23. I started, so maybe got 18, 19 years under my belt. As a it must as be that crisp, clean Utah and Colorado air or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean, know, but yeah, you look great know. for your age, my man. Uh, okay, so. So let's do this. Like, this is the thing. Like, I love this stuff. And we spend on this the show, we spend a lot of time trying to help agencies figure out the future, figure out where they're going and and taking it, like, you know, giving them perspective on not only where they are, where they need to go, what the future looks like, but more importantly, how do we get there? How, what, what does my agency do? need to do do you does the agency feel like they're kind of stuck in the mud or you know like we're we're doing fine or the old adage that you've heard a million times sean which is yeah we're we're fine it it ain't broke we're not going to fix it well i i always say to that yeah if it's not broke it's at least bent and it's time to take a look at it (laughs) um So, so Sean and I were having a conversation before this, and, and Sean mentioned this idea of his perspective on the agency of the future, and I just want to kick it over to you because I love, I'm not, I don't want to t- take your punchline, but, but what it is, it, it makes so much sense for agencies on any part of their journey to be becoming the agency that they want to become tomorrow and down the road. So what, what, what's your, give me your perspective on it.
1: Well, you know, when I think about the agent of the future, I think about, uh, it's so funny, Rick, because we had, I had, I kind of had this conversation on my last podcast, but, uh, it, 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 it's interesting to me. Well, let me ask you a question, Rick. Uh, Sure. How many agents do you think are, you know, legitimately running down the road of preparing for the future of all of the independent insurance agents out there in the entire, Independent insurance agency distribution model. How many of them, the moms and pops out there, do you think are actually, you know, diligently preparing for the next chapter of their insurance agency's life cycle, or, or, or,
0: or how they're going to
1: play better in the next uh, ten years of
0: their agency? Well, with all the qu- the conversations I have, I'm very few, very yeah, few of
1: so them. L- let's just pretend to throw a number on. I'll throw I'll throw my number on it if you oh. want first. Uh, I threw the number like maybe. 10% of the distribution. That was what was in my head. Was 10, like 10%. Preparing
0: for, uh, I think that half. might be aggressive.
1: Yeah, I think that might be aggressive too. Like, I yeah. bet you, I, I bet I'm being generous when I say 10%. I bet it's probably more like seven, five, 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 six. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, so not uh, many. Let's just go with not many.
1: Yeah, let's go with not many. So, the question is: is, what's going to happen to the ones that aren't preparing for the future? Um, what's going to happen to the ones that are preparing for the future? How much, how much more are they going to grow because they're they they bought the right technologies or they've done the right studying? They've they've primed the pump adequately to make sure that their agency can survive and adapt to whatever's coming in the industry and what's coming in the future. But you know, I think more importantly, I would ask the exact same question that we're kind of toying around with. But I would ask, how many agents are just simply? going through the education process, and, and are sharpening their saw day in and day out, right? So one of the seven habits of highly effective people is, um, you know, sharpen your saw. I think that's habit number seven is, is, is take your time to sharpen the saw. Don't go, into the, don't go into the woods and chop down the trees with an ax that has been worn down and, and has gotten more and more dull over time. And, and I think one of the big questions is, is how are our agents in this industry even uh, educating themselves or are they even educating mm-hmm. themselves? You know, I look at the content that's being created by the industry and for the industry. And, and I look at, um, you know, some of our loudest voices or some of our most well-known voices in the industry, and they'll put out a video on YouTube and they got 22 hits. Yeah. And I'm going 22 hits. There's there's at least 37,000 agents. There's uh, you know in the uh in the insurance agent universe. Uh, right. Why are we not consuming or or why does it look like the distribution model isn't taking the time to sharpen their soft?
0: So when you say, like you said, going into the woods with a dull saw, like I, that there's such a, such a chunk of our industry that would be offended by that. Like, I'm not a dull saw. This is what I've always done. This is, this is, this has worked for me. And, and I get it. Like I I, I, I was an agency owner. Like I, I know that you can get by and almost succeed in spite of yourself. Right. But I think that, I think the ask from me as you're listening to Sean's stuff is, and I've, uh, Dylan, our producer, Dylan Braun. Shout out to him; does a great job with the podcast. Has um, a he does have a mullet. He does play. The only reason it's even marginally okay is that he plays Australian rules football. So <laughs> you, if you see it on, on TV, they kind of do that, but still right. not okay in Denver, Colorado. But but it's it's this look in the mirror moment. Like if I'm a 52 year old producer, or I'm a you know a, God forbid I'm a 62 year old producer. And I'm using that, hey, it ain't broke. I'm not going to fix it. That, that, that's instantly me thinking, yeah, your saw is dull because you're doing things on cocktail napkins and handing them to CSRs or account managers and asking them to do the work. So my, my, my ask or my almost demand of everyone in our industry is look in the mirror and ask yourself that simple question. Am I as sharp as I can be right now? If I'm a saw, am I as sharp as I can be? Cause you can hear Sean talk and, and you can go to conferences and and be wowed by certain stuff. But if you don't take the accountability for that, uh, then, then what's the point? And that's why there's Sean, to your point, I think that's why there's 22 hits on really good content.
1: Well, it's interesting to me, you said in spite of yourself. So, uh, you go into the woods with a dull ax or a dull saw and you chop down trees you know, the, the interesting thing to me is you said, in spite of yourself, you can be wildly successful. And that is absolutely true. You can be in the insurance industry and have been here for a long time, have acquired a, a good chunk of insurance knowledge, and you can make an incredible living, an incredible living in spite of yourself. But, you know, I would just go a step further in your invitation, uh, Rick, and say, instead of just looking at yourself, I would also say, when was the last time you intentionally tried to sharpen your yourself? Yeah. When was the last time yeah, you actually it. tried to publish an article in uh, with insurance nerds or try and publish an article um, in your in your industry? Or when was the last time you, you know, went to a convention or sat down and was wowed by somebody who was presenting at a convention or said, I, you know, Uh, not only do I like what's going on at this convention, but I want to be the speaker next year or um, things like that, you know, where you can just simply uh, grab onto this and say, I want to become more than I currently am within the insurance industry.
0: Yeah. And, and the, and giving, not only giving to your agency, if you're, if you're in a leadership position, give to, so giving to your employees, obviously that translates to a better customer experience for all of your, your customers, but giving back to this industry that has done so much for all of us. I think that's, I'm
1: I'm glad you're coming at it from that angle as well, Rick, because you know, the insurance industry has been good to you, Rick. And the insurance industry has been good to me, Rick. Uh, I think we have a responsibility. There are a lot of people trying to come into this industry. Like we started this, this podcast out. There are a lot of people who get into this industry and go, what am I doing here? How did I even get here? I'm not even sure. I like it here. Um, And we have a responsibility. I personally feel like I have a responsibility and I hope you do too, Rick. And maybe that's what, that's how you, that's maybe why this platform exists for you. But Mm you know, I feel like I have a responsibility to say to all the young kids, we we have 50 full-time employees here at Premier Group Insurance, to say to all of the folks who accidentally get into the insurance industry, I know you're accidentally here, but it's amazing here. You can have an amazing experience and an amazing career here. And there are amazing things to learn here. Very interesting things that uh, are going to blow your mind for an entire career. Right. And uh, buckle up and enjoy this,
0: you know? Well, we have such a, a, you know, one of our our biggest issues right now is how do we attract more young talent? That, to your point, is the responsibility of us that have been around the industry for a while to make sure that that, not only is the the experience through the interview process or once they are an employee or just getting out and and networking to bring in young talent is sending the message that you just said which is this is awesome but you know and i know that you walk into an office and it's dull it's like like it's kind of sleepy maybe it's grumpy the, there's brown panels on the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it is It, it like to, you asked the question or you said, uh, maybe that's why I'm here. That's exactly why I'm here. I'm working at one of the largest insurtech companies because I knew that coming to this company, I could affect the most change in a positive way in our industry. Yeah. And so that's, that's me taking a crack. And I, I, I got to, I got to do it every day and it's not easy sometimes. That's me taking a crack at sharpening my saw. And by doing that, hopefully helping other people learn how to sharpen theirs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's go. So that I'm hoping that like right now, the people that are listening in, and again, thanks to all of our listeners. I really love our community that we have on this, on the show. Now we've said, I'm hoping there's some energy there, right? I'm hoping that there's some like, okay, I'm, I'm listening guys hit me with it. So let's kind of go to like more of like, what does that look like or what does it mean? Like, okay, that's a great, you know, great use of the analogy of the tree in the, in the woods. And the, that's great, but I'm in the insurance business I'm and I'm somewhere on my, my journey to the future. And I could be like, I, I, I told you this earlier, Sean, but I'll tell it to the masses. I'm talking to an agency maybe six months ago and I'm like so where are you at in your tech journey like where do you feel like you're at and they're like oh we're 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 very tech forward I'm like okay well explain that to me well you know we have like dual monitors on our desks <laughs> and but and and we we like you and I laugh about it right but th- they were very serious and to them that was them moving toward technology you could be on any part of this journey, anywhere along the line from, you know, we don't even have a management system yeah. to, yeah, we're fully integrated with workflows and document management and uh, 24-7 access to us. And, you know, all of those things that, 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 that are at the top end right now, and then there's even more on the horizon. So, Sean, just kind of break it down for these people. Like, what, what could I do? What, where do? How do I judge it? Like, what, what's my, what does it mean? to sharpen my saw, not just personally, but now like kind of from an agency perspective.
1: Yeah. So when I think about sharpening the saw, I'm thinking about how often are you not quoting or selling or servicing or talking with a client about, uh, you know, the the overflowing toilet that happened in their house or the uh, the, the commercial, the last hailstorm that ripped through and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm really talking about how often are independent insurance agents sitting down and reading a a publication? And so um, it might be good for me to like run down a list of places that I like to go look for, uh, to to go look for information. Hold on,
0: take a, take a three second pause so that people can get their pens, get their stylus, get their keyboards teed up. So there you better be, write this down, everybody, write it down.
1: Okay. So, um, and these ones I just wrote down like literally 10 minutes before we jumped on this call, but these are places, websites that I have saved on my, on my computer that I just like going to read articles on. So, uh, Safeco's agent of the future, Liberty Mutual's agent of the future website. Uh, I think it's called agent of the future agents of the future. Um, .com. and I love going there. Um, I personally went to, I've been doing sure tech twice now I'm going for the third time. There, there was a chunk of my career where I'm going, okay, I feel like I am stagnant. And then I went to InsurTech for the first time and sat there and my jaw was on the floor the entire time I was there. I was listening to conversations That's on stage awesome. and I'm going, I am learning so much information now. I have shifted out of gear and shifted into a new gear. And, uh, and it, it just, it really made me personally very happy to have sharpened my saw in such an effective way yeah. at InsurTech. I know everybody can't get there and and I know it's not even an audience for everybody, but, uh, but the things that you could learn there are amazing, um, conventions, insurance nerds.com. I love going there. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you are, you can be pretty much anybody and write an article and insurance nerds is going to go. Yeah, that's a pretty well written article, throw it on there. So it's a really cool place to have that, um, Bill Wilson. uh, If you don't know who Bill Wilson is and you like sharpening your saw, you should know who Bill Wilson is. He's got a great blog and he's absolutely amazing. Insurance Journal, of course, that one's a no-brainer. Marshberry's publications, Ernst & Young's publications, uh, the INA website, which is Insurance Networks Association, they have really great presentations there. There's a million great podcasts popping up, including this one, but uh, everybody seems to have a great podcast and really, really great conversations going on on those podcasts. Throw one of those on in the background. Designations are a great place to go get stuff. I love sitting in CIC classes for two or three days straight and just, you know, bringing in all this information into my head. Um, and then one other one that I really, oh, a couple other ones, uh, Chris Barand in, uh, I think he lives down oh, yeah. in, uh, he lives here in Colorado. I think he lives down in... Uh, it doesn't matter, but he lives here in Colorado. That guy is amazing to listen to. Uh, then the last one that I really want to mention, this guy, I love this guy. Whenever he opens his mouth, I'm hanging on the edge of my seat and taking notes aggressively, but that's Mark Perowitz. And so I mentioned yeah. Young's publications. Mark Perowitz uh, works for Deloitte and, and at least did and probably still does. But uh, he, when he speaks about the insurance industry, I listen very, very closely and intently. He's, he's an incredible resource. Are,
0: go ahead, Sean. These are really good. Like, like I, I'm sitting over here. I'm like, yep. Uh, and like you said, Bill, I for, I had forgotten about Bill. Uh, I like, like, and Bill's fantastic. Like, like th- these are the kind of things that I love because you're passionate about this. You're help. You're you're giving people this intel. That's the that's sort of the the thought leader piece. Don't don't like. But for those listeners, don't forget about just the simple things like insurance journal. PC yep. 360, mm-hmm. uh, the the Big Eye, uh, you know, Ron Berg's oh, ACT page, you know, on the Big Eye website, things like that that can give you maybe more granular looks at things when you're trying to figure out how you go from A to B, B to C, C to D in your journey.
1: Rick, you brought up a great point though earlier, uh, and, it, and it made me write down something before our call, which is, so I don't know how many people know this, but in the auto industry, so uh, car dealerships, Car dealerships have something that they call 2020 groups. I think that's what they're called. Is 2020 groups. And so, basically, you get into a group of 20 other dealerships from around the United States. So, if I own a BMW dealership in Denver, Colorado, I get into a 2020 group with other owners of BMW dealerships around the United States, and we all sit down and we all talk about what we're doing to become better and become sharper and to innovate and what's going on to progress in our dealership. And we don't have that in the insurance industry, I don't think to any degree, but how amazing would it be if, if uh, you know, a a $20 million insurance agency in Denver, Colorado hooked up with a $20 million insurance agency Mm -hmm. in Kentucky, Mm -hmm. hooked up with a $20 million insurance agency in Northern California, and they all got together once a year, 20, 20 folks and uh, and talked about how and what they're doing in their insurance agencies to move the needle faster and faster yeah. and faster, yeah. right? And say so, the tech stack that we're using in the agency, and this is how we're feeding the pipeline in our agency. And they all walk away a day later, going or two days later, going, "I am so much better for have sharpened my saw with my twenty peers," right?
0: It's so great, and and I I think you you you've hit on something here where we don't have that exactly. But I think we have the ability for agencies because you, you said something right there that I thought of, which is, okay, what, wh- how do I learn? How do I go? What, like, who do I bounce it off of? Right? Right, right. And there are ways to do that that aren't, Aaron is like, I, that 2020 thing is really cool. And the sort of the mastermind model of, of groupings is, is fantastic, but, but there are ways to at least get the, you know, the thumbs up or the, eh, You might want to try this. And that's things like networks. It's things like, you know, being part of a, like a a PGI, for example, the big eye on a, on a small, like more of a, you know, that's every one of everybody, but, but finding your community as you go down this journey, don't try to do this alone. Find your, and, and, and it is hard because a lot of times your friends are your competitors because they're right around you. And Sean made the point of a dealership in Colorado and a dealership in Kentucky. So finding networks or finding groups, there are, they are out there. Reach out to me. Obviously PGI is a great example of a group that you get a sounding board, you get some support, some consulting, somebody else in that journey with you that can make the difference because it can be hard and you don't always know, especially if you're, Think that tech forward is dual monitors, then then you might need someone else to say, "Yeah, that's a good start in 2001, uh, but but you've got this big journey ahead of you, and and let's walk it together." So finding the right, I guess, community is the word for me. Finding your people that can help they- you sharpen your saw, absolutely. Exactly, right, right. Is so, that is that kind of what you're thinking too, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. But here's here's I think.
1: So here's my next question is uh, how so I'm not a techie guy at all at all in any way whatsoever. So so sharpening my saw as it relates to gigabytes and megabytes and gigiwigs, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So um, how does here's my here's my question for you, Rick, is how does somebody find the right community? as it relates specifically to technology for an insurance agency so that they can become better and better and better. I I mean, I just rattled off a big long list of ways I like to sharpen my saw as it relates to insurance specific knowledge. Yep. Yep. But how do I sharpen my saw in a way that it relates to the proper tech stack within my insurance agency or the proper or whatever the the proper technology to take me to 2040?
0: Well, let's start with if, I'm the tech wizard on this call. We're in deep trouble. Like, let's just start there. Like, (laughs) no, no, uh, it's a great question. And it's the, it's the million dollar question. It's the $10 million question is how do I get from where I am to where I want to be? It starts with all of the stuff you're talking about mindset, wanting to get better because, because that's part of your tech journey as well is understanding that uh, start with what. The, what whatever what every agency has which is a management system right are your people using a management system that makes them nimble that makes them efficient that they like to be in like yeah. like i don't I, it's not even the stack it's literally the functionality and the the experience the user experience and the the the, the ability to get their job done and not have to do
1: 50 60 70
0: percent of their time on busy work telling this system telling that system but going and doing insurance stuff so it just starts with whatever your hub is i think the the hub and spoke model of any agency I, i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of blow your mind here yeah. the management system will never go away right. because of, because of regulations and because of the the documentation and everything that we need but to me the future of this of this independent channel if you want to fly not just walk jog sprint but you want to literally fly the future is the hub is workflows yeah and putting workflows front and center obviously having the management system use it like i don't want to downplay the importance of data today because data is king and we have so much of it but but if you talk about document management and workflows as your hub and you work out of that now that doesn't always work for a Say a three-man shop, but if you think in those terms and you work past the well, just go around the system and do it this way and get to the no, that doesn't work. Sean, you said forty forty. I'm not. I'm talking forty twenty-three. I mean twenty twenty-three. I know, I know. Like we're a year away from that not working. Yep. Yep. So so like like the tech stack can it, it can massively change from a neighborhood three-person shop to a multinational 10,000 user, obviously those stacks are different. But if you start with what am I trying to do and I'm not going to settle, mm-hmm. all right, the second piece of that would be is finding the right partners. There's so much noise. I think uh, mm-hmm. Caribou, Caribou, who's one of the founders of ITC, he was on this podcast I think last year. Love ITC. You're, you're like, but it can be overwhelming and it can be overwhelming to be an agency owner who gets yeah. 50 calls a day from the newest, brightest tech company in insurance. Right, right. Right. So you need partners that you trust and partners that are doing some of the work. I'm not, this is not a, an ad, but things like what Vertifor does with the Orange Partner Program. Mm-hmm. You have, a, you have a relationship with my organization and you're getting these calls all day long. You're like, hey, I know I need to X. And X could be, uh, I need some voiceover IP or I need to be able to have signatures electronically, payments electronically, marketing automation, whatever that thing is. And being with the right partner that can say, we've done all the legwork. Talk to these two, not these 30.
1: Yeah yeah
0: and and the biggest, brightest, newest, you know some of the companies out there right now that are exciting, and if you watch a three minute video, you're like, holy crap, that would be amazing, but you still have to functionally deliver. right. So finding the right blend of software that works with not only does it work, meaning it does it downloads, it does all the things you need it to do, with the right efficiency, work way work the way you want your people to work in your office and add the right relationships, which is what we do in this industry anyway, which is work in relationships. Now we're, now we're on the road and now we've, we've got a little gas in the tank and we're starting to tap the gas pedal, right? That's, that's the journey. Like f- to to stand back and say, what's your tech stack look like? We could have this conversation in six months. It could be different. I know, I know. But that's- if you, if you fill in the blanks of, uh, I need something that works for me. I need it to be work efficiently so my people can spend time doing insurance things and I have the right relationships. Don't get, don't get like blown away by a salesperson. Honestly, like like I love that. I love Bill who I talked to over at XYZ. Well, Bill's mm-hmm. going to sell you something. You're never going to talk to Bill again. Right. So what is that relationship with that company, with that organization? What are they doing not only to sell you software, but to support you? Right. Any, anyway, that's a, that's a big soapbox for me right yeah. there, Sean, but like, well, g- give me your two cents on what I just said.
1: Well, I guess my two cents would just be to, to bring it all the way back to sharpening the saw on your, your, on your, on your insurance knowledge. We're talking about sharpening the saw as it relates to your agency's processes, right? And sharpening right. the saw as it relates to um, your agency's deliverables and sharpening the saw as it relates to your agency's customer service and sharpening the saw as it relates to dot, dot, dot. And, and so everything you've just talked about to me says with the appropriate technology, it gives you the ability to say, I have now sharpened the saw for my agency for the next X amount of period of time. right And so um, with this technology, I can I can confidently know I can step into the next decade, yep. knowing that we sharpen the saw in our agency and, and, can, and can continue to compete and play and stay viable and, uh, and grow uh, in the next decade. But you know, you mentioned one, you mentioned one thing, and I want to come back to that thing. Yep. You mentioned data. And, uh, and so that's the other big question that I talked about on my last podcast, which was, So the same question that we started out with, how many agents are even trying to sharpen their saw or how many are trying to do that? How many agents do you think, Rick, uh, in the entire insurance agency universe are actually trying to digest their data and make sense of their data and do something uh, with their data?
0: Trying the numbers a little higher, succeeding, the number is extremely low. And, and main, the main reason is because of the sort of the, the scar tissue of bad data that they have in their systems currently. Yeah, so, yeah. so really, again, to the point of sharpening your saw, it, is, it, it needs to be a project that that, that yeah. data needs to get cleansed. You need to go through like a year-long process. Simp- I, this is one simple thing, like yeah. year-long processes, I've, I should touch every single one of my customers in a year. And when I do, I should make sure that all of their information is accurate. If I do that, I've already moved toward that. While I'm in that policy, while I'm in that person's record in my system, make sure that we have the right company listed, the right, the way we want that company listed. Doing things that are just simple, like like we have 3,000 customers. We can't do that. Okay, do it in a year. Get everybody to buy in. Change the way you look at it because data, the use of data You've got it all. You've got all their information, right? If you're not leveraging that data, it used to be that the agencies that were trying to use data as an, that was an advantage. Yeah. Very quickly here. If not already, it is, it isn't the advantage it's the status quo. And if you are not, you are at a disadvantage and that's a very big disadvantage. Yeah. Although I agree with everything you said, Rick, a hundred percent, actually. The,
1: the only thing is, is I, I'm thinking how many people accidentally get into insurance. They, they, they accidentally uh, have created themselves a $5 million written premium insurance agency, mm-hmm. which uh, let's just call it uh, 10% uh, in commissions for funds. So they're making $500,000 a year and they're going I, I'm, I, I am a really good salesperson. I, I have myself a $5 million agency. I'm making $500,000 a year. Uh, I'm doing pretty good in life. And, uh, and that's- If it ain't broke. I, yeah, without having to dig into data. Plus, I never got into this to be a data guy anyway. So um, I'm a good salesperson. I'm supposed to be a salesperson. I'm clearly doing it right. So why should I even bother jumping in or digging into my data? What would you say to that guy?
0: Well, I would say you've got two ways out of this industry. We know once you get in, you just stay, right? There's two ways out, acquisition right. or perpetuation. You're either going to sell it to junior right. or you're going to sell it to somebody. Yeah. You, this is your baby. This is the one thing you've done. If you stumbled into insurance and 25 years later, you've got this nice book of business. At some point, you're going to retire. Yeah. And that retirement is your one shot at cashing out.
1: Yeah, that's a great If one. you
0: don't have technology leveraged and you don't have a, you don't have a clean stack of data for for a, an acquirer to look at, you yeah. will make substantially less money. If 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 wow. no other reason than then to look at whoever the acquirer might be and think if they get an easy transition in this acquisition, yeah. they'll pay me more. If they have to do a bunch of work, they will not.
1: Right.
0: And that's the one shot you get at cashing out of this industry. So uh, there's many, I mean, you and I could spend 45 minutes talking about all the other reasons why it makes sense. Customer experience, growth, opportunities, retention, uh, strength, strengthening. But at the end of the day, if I had to say one thing, like you got two choices, either you're going to sell it to someone, you know, one of your junior people, your son or daughter, that's your cash out moment, or you're going to get acquired. That's your cash out moment. Have your agency, you know, it's like detailing your car before you go to sell it. And this yeah. is a big piece of that. Yeah, it's a good point. Really good. You point. agree with that? Is that uh, what, what would your what would your two cents be?
1: You're absolutely right. I agree 100% with that. Uh, you know, we just minimized all those other things that you listed off really, really fast. But uh, there's but you know, we could take another hour and not minimize each one of those things that you listed off really, really fast. We're
0: going to have you back on. No question. This is just too good of a conversation. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to cut it there because I know people like to stay with a, a limit of time. And you literally, like you, we both said, if you not like we could talk about this for another hour, it's like, Sean, this has been great. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, I appreciate everything you do for this industry. And I appreciate you being on the show. I, I would say to all of our listeners, you are missing out on sharpening your saw if you're not connected with Sean Michael Walker, wherever he is, his podcast on YouTube. Um, Sean, what's the best way? Give, give us a couple ways that people should be connecting with you.
1: Uh, just, yeah, I would say find me on premier group insurance website. Find me, uh, on the podcast is a great place to find me. Uh, I
0: can be pretty much found anywhere you need to find me. So, uh, and he puts yeah, great stuff on. on LinkedIn too. So definitely connect with him on LinkedIn. Yeah, please, 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 please. We'd love to all right, promise me. You'll come back on the show, Sean.
1: I will promise. Me right, you'll, I appreciate uh, me back.
0: This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Do not forget to, Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to the VIP. Also go to vertiford.com, go to the resources tab, click on podcasts. Also subscribe there for bonus content and really cool stuff and make sure you're connected, not only with Sean Michael Walker, but connected with me on LinkedIn and keep sharing personal messages, ideas, uh, people we should have on. Again, our guest, Sean Michael Walker, go out today everyone and sharpen your saw. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and join in on the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter at Vertifor.